0: If you don't think education is important, then you won't tell your children that education and learning is something of value. So, again, everything is related to what are your ultimate goal objectives. You see, and to say that the black population has not been, the black population has been tolerant. I remember being a child. And growing up in the church, the older people would tell you, this person is a sissy or this person is gay. And those people were accepted. They were not demeaned and they were not degraded. But when you are in a power context in which you want to see black male masculinity go out of business, because you want to see the genocide of a group of people, then you start saying, well, you can't, you can't equate, you can't say anything is wrong with two men getting married and two women getting married, and you teach that to a two-year-old and a three-year-old. I say that's not correct. And again, it's not a put-down. It's saying, no, we want those behaviors that are going to guarantee the existence of black people for a thousand million generations into the future. It's just like if you want children to learn English, you speak English to them. You can't tell children any kind, anything they do with their genitals is okay. You can't do that. But again, you teach relative to what are your long-range goal objectives. If you don't care about whether the people have a future, then you say anything goes. You can say it's okay for grown-ups to have sex with little children. You can say it's okay for uh, people to have sex with animals. I mean, if it's a question of what somebody wants to do or feels like doing or thinks about doing, well, then everything is okay. See, but one thing about the system of racism, white supremacy, it has to be engaged in mass murder. If a tiny minority of people are going to control a large majority of people on the planet, They have to keep killing people. Now, once human life doesn't have any value, then anything becomes acceptable. Let me repeat. If there's going to be racism, white supremacy, domination of a planet wherein the majority of the people are people of color, then there has to be mass murder of people of color. It's just like if a minority has to control a majority, then you bully. You bully small nations. And then you ask, why are the children acting as bullies in school? See, why do people think, well, I'm going to go and kill up people in a school? When you, if you look at television and then somebody says, we're going to go and kill Gaddafi," and then you see a beat-up head of state bloodied and murdered, and the people cheer. Then when a child goes to school and wants to beat up and kill, you say, well, what's wrong with the child? Does this make sense?
1: Crystal clear, Dr. Welding. Crystal clear. Um I uh, I just wanted to share this one uh, news report before I hit the phone lines. I I heard you mention uh Congressman Boehner before and how he is mistreated because he of his complexion. He's I think he's classified as white, but he has a darker skin tone. And I saw this article, and I just thought, wow, this is, your, this is the Crest theory on color confrontation all the way through. The title of the article is GOP Golden Boy Boehner's Dark Economic Prognosis is About as Fake as His Freakishly Dark Skin Tone. That's the title. <laughs> That's the title of the article. And then if you scroll down, it has a picture. It's a cartoon photograph of Congressman Boehner and he's holding a can of golden Suntan lotion.
0: Fascinating. <laughs> See, absolutely fascinating. You know, um speaker Gainer. Uh, you know, is heading up, you know, the Make Obama Fail or See That President Obama Fails. And uh, when I first saw articles commenting about his color, I personally hadn't noticed it. I mean, he just could have been a white person with a tan. But then when I also saw an article after that uh, where he was talking about his family, in that there were eleven children in his family and that four of them, including himself, took their color after their mother. Well, where does skin color come from? And he comes from Ohio and in Ohio I went to college in Ohio and there are many black people who are the exact same reddish red brown complexion as Speaker Boehner. And Speaker Boehner said that his color doesn't come from tanning; It comes from his mother. Well, there were a lot of mixed-race people from the Civil War area, from the slavery area, families that were white slave masters, white men, and their black offspring were sent to Ohio. Now, could Speaker Boehner's mother be one of those offspring because his hostility towards President Obama, you know, it's like I resent the fact that I may be mixed race, and I always thought that his tears could be related to the fact that when he was in school, growing up in school, you know, if he ever got in front of the class, people would be making fun of him because of his dark complexion, just like your article indicates. Somehow his color is unnerving to people who classify themselves as white. Because where does color come from? See, it used to be a a bad expression. There must have been a nigger in the woodpile. That just points up the concern about color in a system of racism white supremacy, which is a power dynamic about the preservation of the genetic recessive state of color, of inability to produce color. So that I you just have to send me a copy of that article
1: if yes, possible. Yes, ma'am. I will fax it to you. Uh, and I don't know if it'll come through in the fax or not, but he, in the in the illustration that is beneath the title, as I said, he's holding a container of golden suntan lotion, and it reminds That's me... That's
0: the cartoon, is it?
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And the way that they have drawn him in this cartoon, he, he has really red lips. It looks like some of the minstrel cartoons. Okay. From okay. you know
0: early
1: uh, early twentieth century, he's got red lips and his mouth is open, and I mean, it,
0: okay okay,
1: yeah, yeah, dedication commitment to uh preservation of white genetic material um I will hit the phone lines, the number seven six zero five six four nine o excuse me make sure i'm giving out the correct number for folks all right seven six zero five six nine seven six seven six and the code is five six four nine four three pound uh press star six if you have a question uh person who dialed in five three six nine your line should be open 5369.
2: Oh yes um, i'd just like to ask francis wilson's dr wilson's permission to speak as our my elder Can I be heard? Yes, i I'm ma'am.
0: sorry. I didn't hear you.
2: Oh, I'd just like to request your permission to speak, Dr. Wilson.
0: Oh, you always have permission to speak. I'm not in charge of you.
2: <laughs> well, I thank you very much for hearing me, and I just thank you for your life work, and I've been studying you for over the past two three years and trying to get my friends who are psychology and psychiatry majors to study your work, and it's been an uphill battle, I'll just say that much. But I guess mm-hmm. my question to you tonight would be, what how do we how do we interact with other non white people who i mean you alluded to this earlier but how do we interact with them and get them to start thinking about the position that we're in and formulating a plan moving forward i know a lot of you all of your generation that is have um developed strategies and have written several books and so much literature out there that we do not use how do we formulate a plan how do we condense and consolidate ourselves to come together, and you know, and react—not not be for so reactionary, but be more proactive.
0: Well, uh, this is, um, you know, the Trayvon Martin tragedy, the Oklahoma uh, Tulsa Oklahoma tragedy. These are things that uh, people are, you know, in the news, up front. People are looking at, and so. Sometimes you can use the fact that uh, people are focusing on it. It's not just you trying to get people to focus on it. It's the thing that everybody is focusing on in the news. And so you can say, well, uh, you know, we really need to understand these events in depth. And uh, here is a way that uh, one person, one psychiatrist is looking at it. would you like to discuss this, or let me share this uh, point of view with you? And you don't have to demand that everybody be in agreement. You say, well, you know, do you have an explanation for why these events? You're asking the other person, do you have an explanation as to why these uh, events occur? Do you have an explanation for why? In spite of uh, civil rights legislation, why do you think these things would be continuing to happen? Why do you think there's such a big problem on the continent of Europe about this color situation? Why do you think that's happening? What do you what is your explanation? Uh, do, do you see so uh, again, uh, people don't have to get angry at each other, and particularly black people, uh, stop squabbling with each other. Talk to each other. If somebody says, I don't want to talk about that, you just say, fine, that's okay, no problem. You see, but you continue to talk about it and think about it. Uh, I just, just decided, well, this is something that I have an interest in, so whether or not other people are interested in it, I'm going to continue to think about it and to write about it, um, because as long as the problem is right in front of you, somebody needs to be focusing on it and thinking about it. And as I said earlier, I've had people come to me and say, hi, Dr. Welsing, aren't you, Dr. Welsing? You don't know me, but I'm familiar with your work, and when I first heard you 20 years ago, I knew you were crazy. Uh, I mean, I was denied promotion and tenure at Howard University College of Medicine. The dean told me it didn't make sense for me to write about the fact that uh, white people were envious of black people because of their color. And so he said it didn't make sense. Do you you see? But this is something. This is a reality fact. And so sometimes you have to persist even though... uh, you know, many people don't agree with you, and uh, you might look up. If it is if it indeed is true, then people will say, well, you know, I thought you were wrong, but obviously you were right on target. So, you know, I would just encourage you to continue to focus on it. Uh, if other people want to discuss it, that's always good. If not, you continue to focus on it as long as you think it's
1: important. Hmm. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, caller. Uh, A lot of people dialed in, so if we could just get questions from folks, that would be great. Uh, Pam, co-author of Trojan Horse, Death of a Dark Nation. Pam, your line should be open.
0: Uh, Good evening, Dr. Welling. It's a pleasure to have you on the show again, on the program. Good evening, evening. Gus. Um, I had a question for you, something that's been troubling me for a while, and that is, do you have any suggestions how to overcome the hostility, you know, the relationships between black women, black on black, um, you know, black women with other black women? It seems to just be a real, mm-hmm. real high level of distrust and fear and antagonism. And um, I would like to, you know, i that's something that, that really, you know, really disturbs me because I think how can we even come together when the women don't get along? Well, uh, I think that maybe looking at, see, I think that when men are being extracted from the community mm-hmm. and black men are being extracted from the community uh, through incarceration, uh, drugs, death, Uh, dropping out of school so that the number of males who are available to function as husbands and fathers that number has drastically decreased and so you have large numbers of women competing with each other for the lower number of males that are available plus you have a number of males who are being extracted from the community by white females, uh, also as a part of the dynamic of racism, white supremacy. And so then the women, you know, let's say you might have 10 women, and they are, instead of focusing on 10 men or 15 men, the 10 women are focusing on two men. And so then they become hostile and competitive with each other because they're so few and whether you know or not you have an immediate situation of that kind you have the development of high levels of distrust. These or people might come from family situations where because of the fewer number of men and a large number of women You might have a situation where the father is cutting out on the mother uh, because there are just so many women available, and they, you know, I just want to have some contact with a man. And so that causes the behavior of males to shift as well as the behavior of females, but to the extent that people are able to talk about the war of racism and white supremacy that is going on against black people in general, male and female, and black males in particular. So you understand exactly why it is happening, and the answer is to focus on, instead of the hostility, going female to female, the attention is being focused on the system of racism, white supremacy. I had a very interesting experience last night. I gave a talk in... Baltimore, and a woman came up to me. She was with her husband. They wanted me to autograph my book.